very often my colleagues and our clients ask, why, why Valtech Insight? What does Insight mean? We, we realized that the way to transform is from the inside of the organizations. You get embedded, you get assimilated, you get absorbed, you get integrated in a way that, uh, that at some point you become unrecognizable. You do it in a way that is so effectively integrated into the day-to-day operations that, uh, that in essence you become an insider and hence the name. And we are back for Series 3 of Transformation Stories from the award-winning Valtech Café. This series, we're talking innovation, commerce, emotive marketing, and career changes. We'll also dip into trends in fintech, digital health, retail, mobility, manufacturing, and speak to CEOs, CDOs, SMEs, and lots of other acronyms too. As always, you can expect gloriously unscripted discussions that shed an open and transparent light on the ebb and flow of our digital world. I'm Tizzy Philp, and welcome to the podcast. We know that companies today are looking to operate more like software companies in order to scale and survive the demands of the modern era. And whilst great progress has been made, where companies are leveling up in terms of their digital maturity and customer offerings, there are still large-scale complexities that are holding them back from getting to where they need and want to be. In this conversation, we'll be looking at the challenges still faced by businesses from wanting to become more innovative, but not having the right structural setup to enable that innovation to happen, to finding ways to compete against faster, more agile competitors, to tackling attrition rates that are impacting continuity of the business. Today, I'm joined by Juan Suderni from Valtech, and together we'll explore these challenges and outline the opportunities that lie ahead for the businesses who are ready to take the next step in their transformation. So Juan, thank you for joining me and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tissy. Very nice being here with you today. Great to have you. If only the audience knew how long it had taken us to come together here on this podcasting conversation today. Well- <laughs> Because every time you talk about transformation and digital transformation, you're going to have a technical challenge that can fall <laughs> as just making your microphone hey, work. No so. technical challenges this side. <laughs> <laughs> Let's begin with an introduction to you, Juan. Let's maybe hear a bit more about you, your role, and your experience to date as well. Who are we talking to today? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so I am the practice leader of what we call Valtech Insight, and we'll be talking much more about that. But essentially, it's our practice dedicated to enabling companies to become digital enterprises. So it's a great challenge. I'm very, very proud. I'm very happy that I'm doing this. And uh, I feel that I have been preparing for this my whole life. I have worked for many, many years now on professional services. I was a consultant for many years. And as a consultant, Uh, I learned to truly understand what our clients' needs were, what the problems were, and how to configure and uh, and deliver a strategic solution. I was also the uh, practice leader for a large technology company on digital transformation too, and I learned how to integrate high-performance teams dedicated to creating the technological, operational, and cultural tools that allow institutions to transition from traditional players to leaders in the digital ecosystem. And also I have been a business head and uh, just bringing strategic vision and, uh, and the ability to turn that strategic vision into action and results 
and impacting the bottom line, the quality of the products, the impact that you make on your clients and your employees. So um, lots of alignment. And, uh, and again, super happy to be talking to you today and sharing what we're doing and some of the great things that we are doing for our clients in this practice. Yeah. And a great place to start because we have a lot of context setting to do to talk about some of those big challenges that you're helping to solve. What are we hearing time and time again from businesses about the situations that are most often holding them back from operating at their full potential? We have, I think, three flavors of uh, demands and problems that we're hearing all the time. I think the first one is around capabilities and talent shortage. Hey, we don't have teams. We just can't staff them. And our teams are dysfunctional, inefficient, or we believe we could get more from them. Our management is lacking skills to foster self-organizing teams and collaboration. And it's all about having access to people and making them work productively. The second category is we are very good at delivering results small, but we are having problems to organize at scale. We need to become data-driven. We need to become customer-centric. And we just don't have the ability to do that in scale. So yes, we can run MVPs. Yes, we can come up with new products. Yes, we are operating with new ways of work. But when we try to do this at the company level and scaling in a way that turns and, and yields cost-effective solutions, we're, having, uh, we're facing tremendous challenges. And in order to become a digital enterprise, our organization and employees have to adapt to new ways of work. And uh, how do we do it? How can we change? How do we initiate and drive this change? And uh, the third one is just becoming a digital enterprise. And uh, I always joke that we shouldn't be talking as, uh, about digital enterprise and digital transformation per se, because digital has become so prevalent in the way we do business and our day-to-day -day operations that it's, uh, that it's no longer a differentiator. But still, companies are struggling in that transformation process and just making sure that they push and they bring themselves to the place where they want to be and uh, choosing the right business models improving time to value, improving time to market, uh, ensuring that they take advantage of the IoT ecosystem, design thinking and service design and product design, building APIs, cloud migration, and just leveraging the full potential of digital with new or modified business models and uh, to bring innovation at scale to their business models and their operations. So um, in sum, it's all about making sure that you bring the right talent, you make them work in a way that can scale and that you truly transform to a digital enterprise. And um, man, it's, it's crazy how over and over again and consistently we find the same set of challenges in companies of all flavors at different levels of maturity. No matter what, what they do, it's very consistent what the problems seem to be. So let's go into that then, because that's a really interesting point. Why is that the case? And what are the things that are preventing companies from actually taking action on those challenges? The, 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 I can't recall the exact words, but when uh, Anna Karenina, uh, <laughs> they say that a good marriage works and that's that's it, but they can fail for a million reasons. And I'm, I'm sure I'm misquoting the book, but, but the, the spirit is that failure can come from a different uh, uh, set of flavors. But I would say that in some cases, it's lack of strategic vision or that the vision is inconsistent with the values and experience of their leadership. So, yes, we know roughly what we want, but our team, our management team, doesn't have 
either the the true belief in what they want to do or an alignment with uh, with with the vision itself so it's a matter of setting strategy and uh, and and how to 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 bring that down to reality in some other cases they they're just not organized in a way that fits their digitization strategies so it's about organizational design so the fabric the architecture the the, the operational architecture of the company is just not uh, prone to bringing those results. For example, there are no incentives for innovation. Mm -hmm. So I want to innovate. I'm I'm an employee. I'm I'm a colleague at the company that wants to innovate, but I have no incentives for doing it or collaboration. Collaboration is not promoted, not recognized. And even in some cases, it's uh, prevented in the sense that they create internal competition that doesn't allow for a collaborative spirit or a collaborative uh, way of work. Uh, very often we see companies that want to transform, but they lack the channels to truly listen and understand their customers and employees. It's very consistent when you ask companies whether they are customer-centric, they will almost certainly say yes. Mm-hmm. When you ask their clients, if their provider, their company that they're working with is customer-centric, they very often will say not so much. So, so, so that gap implies that there is a uh, an inability to truly listen. So the channels to listen, or the or, or the approach and the ability to understand the data behind it. Maybe I'm not able to collect that data. Maybe I'm not able to analyze that data. Maybe I'm not able to turn that data into insight and results that uh, that can effect change. Um, but the most common hurdle to overcome is culture. So yes, the rest is technology and data and customer centricity, et cetera, but it's really all about culture. The quintessential factor for transformation is to change the employee's mindset. And that goes from the top to the bottom and from the bottom to the top upgrade skill set and have everybody at the company work in an environment that truly promotes the desired change ways of work ability to work remotely, for example, and most crucially, senior involvement. If uh, if the transformation process is not effectively and demonstratively led by senior management, this will fail. So, uh, so I think that uh, the ambition and the desire to transform is almost always there. The, the true ability to bring those teams together and to inspire in them a vision and a practical way of doing it is what probably prevents companies in most cases from effectively transforming. Great insights. And I think perfect segue onto my next question then, which is you're obviously heading up an offering at Valtech called Valtech Inside brought about because of the recognition that so many of our clients were going through similar challenges and they needed an ability, they needed some support to uh, to overcome those challenges. Maybe you can tell us more about the Valtech Inside offering, what it is and, and what it means for companies. So I, I was telling you at the beginning that what we do is we enable digital transformation and, uh, and uh, the digital business to happen. So what does the company need to do in order to truly create the tools, the environment and the dynamics of work that will foster collaboration and that will attract the type of talent that you need? to turn this into reality. And we believe there are three major groups of services that uh, that align to this. The first one is cloud and composable. So adoption of future fit technologies and the leverage of legacy technologies. So very frequently companies tell us, hey, I want to transform, but our systems are not allowing me to do it because they're just too old. 
So how do we make sure that we don't just throw them away as if that were possible? So mm-hmm. we throw them away. We want to take advantage of what we have, but also we want to lever the new technologies and fit technologies and develop things that are ideal for the operation of the business. In, sec- in, in the, the second block of services is about capability scaling, and it's uh, extending access to the technologies that define your, the, your future, the company's future, while maintaining your legacy and just making sure that you have the people to enable that. So we're talking about right-shoring and near-shoring. Uh, uh, we're talking about people infrastructure. We're, we're talking about bespoke development. So making sure that in a global world, so the world is ever smaller, and, uh, and just making sure that you find the right talent, working in a collaborative way through the right tools and, uh, and taking advantage of each other and an ecosystem that will allow you to build a true team of collaboration that will enable transformation. And the third one, we were talking about culture. It's cultural enablement and creating real change in the way we operate and, uh, and get uh, outcome-driven product development. So agile management, change management and agile uh, organizational design and uh, and how do we bring bring those pieces together? Uh, very often, when we talk about the offering, we uh, we like to think of uh, of our clients as a pyramid. And you start the bottom layer of the pyramid is infrastructure. So making sure that you have a reliable foundation that enables to stay focused and accelerate teams and capabilities. So. Starting from the facilities, what sort of facilities you need, what sort of corporate services, legal services, people and cultural infrastructure, IT and connectivity, security. So everything upon which everything else will be built. Foundational elements. Foundational elements. The next layer is people and uh, just scaling capabilities and capacity with cross-functional software engineering teams. So uh, bringing the right people we find in some cases with our clients that they are having, for example, horrible attrition numbers and they lose at least 50% of their very talented workforce every year. And that's just not sustainable. It mm-hmm. creates a gap in knowledge, continuity problems. It's a very expensive management and uh, mm-hmm. process. So just making sure that you have the right people infrastructure and how to create the incentives for them to work happily and productively and uh, and just willing to be a part of the day-to-day operation of this company. Yeah. Delivery management, enabling uh, the company to transform digital development by introducing new ways of working. So we always hear about digital attackers and, and how you become one and agile management and DevOps. So these things are important and they're very useful, but they're only useful if you know how to use them as every other tool. So bringing that delivery layer is very critical to the success of these efforts. Product management, the next layer. So uh, managing digital products and services at scale across the full organization and having a clear vision of what the products have to be. And finally, at the very top is the vision, is the business vision, helping companies define and execute the best strategies for the business with industry-specific expertise. So just to sum it up, starting with infrastructure, moving to people and making them wanting to be part of this and, 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 and the right ways of work, delivery management, product management, and business strategy. Let's make this really tangible then. This sounds excellent and much needed, but let's make it really tangible in terms of how an engagement like this might work. 
Can you give us any examples of clients that we've worked with or clients that have come to us with some of these challenges and how we've worked in this way to unlock some of those elements for them? Oof, um, many, come, <laughs> many come to mind. Uh, I mean, it's, it's quite fantastic because we're hearing a very good response from our clients and uh, lots of appetite for this type of services. But let me share, uh, let's, let's stick to three. Three examples. So the first one is a, uh, a very large specialized goods companies. So they, 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 sell, they, they, they sell solutions that can be purchased either by customers, so B2C, or by companies, B2B. And it's going a massive transformation process. As many companies that size, they are the result of very successful organic growth, mm-hmm. but also a lot of, uh, a lot of acquisitions. And the net result, when you think of it from the people perspective and from the infrastructure perspective, is that they have a melange and a combination of different services and different systems and different cultures and different processes that bringing them together is very hard. Um, My systems are good. Your systems are good. How do we make them talk to each other? Do we make them talk to each other? Are we going to manage them separately, which is probably inefficient, but it's a possibility. How, How do we make that decision? So um, what, are, what are we doing with them? Um, first of all, helping them with their legacy systems. So cloud migration and uh, help uh, building the APIs for system A to talk to system B and the processes around them and managing that process and building a, a dedicated software to help them uh, enable some of those processes and, uh, and have the, the platforms talk to each other. They are renovating their point of sale. So um, it's a very successful company that has been doing this for many years and very successfully, as as I said, but also they want to to innovate. They want to innovate specifically at the point of sale, both physical and the digital space. And uh, making sure that we have an omni-channel solution that is persistent, that is permanent, that is consistent and uh, helping them define what is the view. So how does it uh, how does it need to look like, and then how do you actually transform that thinking into reality by, with the right teams? And uh, and uh, and the third one is just integrating one particularly large company that they acquired recently. They are in the integration process, and the systems are challenging. So we have two large teams uh, of Altec specialists, and uh, you may imagine it includes front-end developers, back-end developers, QAs, project managers, business analysts, security people. So we have a, a large array of, uh, of people that are involved here and that are supporting all of these critical initiatives. Uh, we have a shared project management responsibility. So in that pyramid that I described earlier, we are in pretty much every layer from infrastructure to people, to delivery, to product, uh, and even a little bit of the vision, the business strategy. And um, they have a very efficient, uh, which is great, agile process for budgeting and implementing projects for the next generation. We help them organize that, uh, prioritize their budget, and uh, and uh, I believe we have a very critical say into the decision-making process of what's coming next. So the second example is uh, is one of the world's largest people-based marketing platforms. So uh, marketing, as you know, is uh, ever more complex. Uh, a world without cookies is presenting. <laughs> 
challenges and all of the traditional challenges that we hear around marketing, getting to understand your client, getting to understand what they want, how they want it, and how to sell it to them. And this company, our client, has a great product but they have a significant challenge of scaling and acceleration. So they have a very good idea. And where we play is at how do we take that product and help you scale, uh, deliver for more clients, add innovation to your product and, uh, and accelerate the process commercially and product development. So being able to upgrade existing technology and to expand their internal teams with the skills and capabilities that it would enable them to support an enthusiastic and growing customer base. So it's a product with fantastic uh, appreciation and uh, welcoming from their clients, but also part of that success is just making sure that they keep up with the pace and that they are constantly bringing innovation to their solution. So we have a team of talented engineers that are working in tight collaboration with their teams and remain as part of the core development team throughout the platform revamp. So as many, many software companies, they are continuously revamping. So you never call it a day when you are developing a product, a software product, because innovation is quintessential to your success. It is, uh, it is a business imperative. It is a client imperative. And it may be the difference between maintaining yourself relevant and impactful with your clients or not. So uh, we believe that we are very deeply uh, immersed and, uh, and being a very critical part of their product development and uh, enjoying part of that success that they have had. The final case is a home products company. And uh, again, they sell B2B and B2C, uh, mostly B2B. And, uh, and they, uh, again, they, they have a successful and interesting product, but the company became old. Uh, their management became old, not age, the ways of working <laughs> and the way to operate. So they, yeah. they, 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 they didn't adopt some of these new ideas and some of these new challenges. They, uh, their systems became old. So they, they, they had always been the right systems up until the day that they were not anymore. And, uh, they realized that their ability to maintain a viable cost-effective impactful product was ever more challenging, but most importantly, the way their clients interact with their product is through an application and that application was becoming obsolete. It was slow. So huge latency, the time to respond from the, uh, from the system. So from the product to the app was too long and, uh, the, the dynamics of the app didn't feel updated. The systems behind were, were, were part of the challenge. So in this particular case, we started with assessing what was going on. So this latency issue that, that I was describing, like why is it taking so long? It was really an architectural challenge. Mm -hmm. And uh, we helped them solve that architectural uh, challenge and then implement everything that was necessary to revamp their app and, and changes in their product. And it's also a solution that relies upon heavy technology and communication technology. So uh, we have a team that includes developers that are working on the app and the experience, et cetera, but also IoT and cybersecurity, which makes it very interesting. So these are the kind of people that speak about Bluetooth protocols and uh, communication and network and uh, just the actual device. Uh, and also since there's a lot of data and, 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 and it's home data, you need uh, critically to have very, very 
useful and very effective security uh, locks. So we have cybersecurity experts, quality assurance. So uh, we, uh, we are doing a lot of user testing and volume testing just to make sure that, that the new solutions can actually scale to the level that the client wants. And of course, project managers that, uh, that, that, that are uh, collaborating on a day-to-day basis with the client and allowing them to cope with their upcoming business challenges. So I would say that uh, that all these three cases, what what they have in common is a a company that uh, that has been successful to date. So uh, I mean, it's not a must, but but I mean, usually you see companies that are doing okay, but that the they are facing tremendous challenges, step, challenges to step up, yeah. innovation, scaling, and people. Yeah, super interesting and all shared huge levels of complexity, of course. But as you say, successful companies in their own right, just looking to take the next step and to be able to kind of unlock the next uh, the next part of their potential. So then how does Valtech Inside as an offering address the concerns that many of these companies might have about things like ramp up speeds or initial deliveries when you're scaling up these assignments? Because it's a complex workflow. How do How do you address that? Um, there, there, there's no standard answer. I mean, we spend a lot of time with our clients at first, just designing uh, the way we're going to work. I would say that the first, I mean, every day is critical, but the first yeah. 90 days are critical. I mean, just making yeah. sure. And also we rarely work with companies that are entirely new. I mean, in, in some cases they have been doing something like this for the last X years, one, two, three, five, seven years. And uh, they they just plateaued in their efficiency or in their growth. So there is even a transition process that uh, that needs to connect the past with the future, and uh, ensuring a smooth transition is very important. So um, I, I would say there are three factors to, to 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 being successful here. The first one is identify the right the right mix of needs for the project or the product, the right team members. So what is the right interaction between team members? at the institution and ourselves. So this includes engineers, delivery leads, um, just making sure that they are in the same location, physical or or virtual. I mean, most often in this world now is virtual, but from day one. And uh, and just uh, identifying needs, mapping them very carefully and, uh, and aligning people with that. Number two is set up and deploy the team as one, as opposed to role by role. And this is very important. So when you do it role by role, then you say, well, what is a product developer going to do? What is this front-end guy? What is this QA? What is this project manager? And then you end up with a bunch of descriptions that all together add up to what you want, but it's not the optimal way to do it. I mean, we, we prefer to see the team as one, so one large entity that, that requires certain organs, if you will, to, to make the, the, the entire biology of the project come together in the right way. And, uh, and that allows us to, to ensure common understandings, onboarding in, the, in, 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 a smooth, in, in a smooth way, and then you align people to those needs mm-hmm. rather than first starting with, with individuals and moving to the collective. You start with the collective and then you, you, you split it in the, in, into pieces. And then the other one I was I was talking earlier about transition leads and uh, the the ninety days or the first one hundred days are critical. Having somebody senior with a vision, with a strategy that can actually understand all of the pieces, bring them together, and uh, and handle the transition process in the right way uh, is very important. So I, I I wouldn't say that this is a recipe because uh, even though we have gained 
tremendous experience from hundreds of projects across the years, the, the flavor of every problem is just a little different. In some cases, they have large teams that are already working and then you, you, you get integrated into those. In some cases, we replace. In some cases, it's for one purpose or, or another. But I think that the common theme is uh, make sure that you have a smooth transition and that you plan in the right way and that uh, you bring the pieces together that will make this uh, effort effective. One of the other complexities that often companies of this size and scale that you're talking about are dealing with is they're global by nature. And so we're not just talking about making this change in one region or area. Often it's global. So how do we tackle that and how we set up to enable that and to make that happen? Coming, coming from somebody at a company of more than 6,000 saying that we are specialists is pretentious. Having said that, when the client tells you that, uh, it's a little different. And uh, we have been called specialists at scale. So uh, how do you make sure that you bring all that specialization and that you can scale it and you need the right delivery approach and the right delivery model? And uh, and I think we have managed to excel with that. So um, every Valtec employee, no matter where you sit, will share a desire to work at the forefront of modern technology and engineering practices. That's how we hire. That's what we prioritize. That is the way we train. That is the way we set up teams. That is the way we manage teams. That is the way we evaluate our people. That is the way you can be successful at Valtech. So we have managed to create an environment that promotes and fosters these ideas. And uh, we just by now have lots of experience working in blended teams with our clients. Uh, we don't like the bumps and seats mentality. So just uh, throw you and uh, we'll figure out what they do. Uh, we always come back with, uh, with this mantra of transform by doing. I really like the, the mantra that we have and the, and the message that it communicates. Transform in the, in the first place, but you don't only transform with great ideas, which are necessary, of course. You have to execute. And uh, I have repeated over and over in this conversation the relevance of scaling. You can always do things without scale. And that's fine. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's easier doing it for, for a small portion rather than doing it for a big scale company that operates globally. So we have a set using all of this uh mantras and mentality and, and transformation and uh, specialization mentality. We have a large network of delivery locations. We have presence in more than 20 countries, several of which are in uh, lower cost locations. So this gives you a, a series of advantages like, uh, I mean, you lever regional multi-location approach and this allows us to get access to talent faster, mitigate local market volatility. So you may have a problem in country X and then you sort of mitigate it with country Y and uh, understanding that, that, of, that, of course, the specialization is not fungible and uh, it's always challenging to make sure that you maintain that continuity. It's easier to do it when you have a one a one unified culture and uh, you have multiple locations, even mitigate geopolitical risks. And uh, we live in a complex world that has economic challenges and political challenges and social challenges and just making sure that you bring, first of all, for mitigation and, and hedging purposes, but also for diversity. I'm 
I, I stand in awe every time I sit at a meeting and I have people from India and from Argentina and from North Macedonia and, uh, and how they approach the problem in a slightly different way. And she that is in Macedonia will, will provide a great insight about the way we organize. And he that is in India will have a great view on the technological structure of the project. And she that is in Argentina will bring a very useful insight on the way she has done it and, uh, and introduce the user experience component to this technology uh, problem that, uh, that, that is no longer just a technology problem, but more how you serve a, a client need and, um, and just bringing that flexibility and adaptability to our clients, agile processes, practices, and ceremonies. And uh, while bringing our experience and challenge when, when it's relevant to support the best possible outcomes. So um, I, I, I stand in awe of how, uh, how this works because it can be an incredibly powerful tool and that has allowed us to build fantastic solutions for our clients. There will be lots of companies or businesses who are listening to this podcast who very much recognize some of the challenges that you've been talking about within their own companies. And they're now thinking about what to do next and the next steps that they can take. What mm -hmm. in your recommendation is the first step that they should take? Is that speaking to you <laughs> or is that doing some work internally first? Where should they start with? with Write an email to one.sojourney. <laughs> we'll be making that email address available at the end of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always like, uh, like, like to, uh, telling a joke that uh, I repeat it so much that I find it very funny, but I'm not sure it's very funny, but it's uh, how many psychologists do you need to change a light bulb? And the answer is that it doesn't matter how many psychologists you have. The real question is if the light bulb wants to change. And, uh, and I think that the first thing that you need to do is to recognize a, a case for transformation. Um, the case for transformation may be growth and, uh, hey, we need to grow faster. A case for transformation may be competition and just recognizing that some of your competitors might be doing things in a way that is not better or worse, different from yours, and that you could probably assimilate some of that and transform. In some cases, unfortunately, the, the driver is attrition and uh, we hear it so much. Uh, we have 50% attrition in our development team. We, have, uh, we haven't managed to retain a head for this area for more than eight months because they find so many challenges in the interaction with their teams, given our ways of work and with upper management, given their ways of work that, that doesn't necessarily promote a culture of transformation. So you need to recognize a case for transformation. We have, I mean, at the beginning of this conversation, I shared a number of common questions and um, the flavor of things that, that, that we hear over and over and uh, the light bulb has to want to change. The second step is the recognition that not taking advantage of the broader ecosystem is, is a problem. I... I find that um, many companies sometimes want to do it alone and uh, it's possible. It's, it's possible, of course. Uh, Baltech wasn't, wasn't born being an expert at the scale that we are today at doing the things that we do. We have been learning from us, from our clients, and, uh, and that's what growth brings. But just making sure that you consult the right specialist. It's like going on a diet. Um, yes. If you Google enough, you maybe 
uh, <laughs> in a position that you can lose the weight that you want to lose. But ultimately, there are experts, nutrition experts, exercise experts, uh, physicians that will help you do it in a way that is healthy, effective, and that probably will avoid a lot of frustration and potentially injury. And one that, and a way that is sustainable and that lasts long term. Oh, of course, exactly. So not bounce back. So I think that the recognition for the, for the case for transformation, the recognition that doing it with a partner will almost certainly be more cost efficient because you will be working with somebody with the right experience and the right tools. And, uh, and finding a partner that truly listens, understands, and, uh, and uh, enables you and empowers you. It's, it's not that you're just taking dictation as a provider and, uh, and doing what you're asked to do. Of, of course, you need to challenge. But also you have to be wary and sensitive to the, to the client's culture. And I think that where some of our competitors fail is at trying to impose a way of work mm. that is not necessarily suitable for their mm. client. And uh, we have recognized that. And uh, a significant portion of what we do at first is just understanding and assimilating that, that culture, those, those rituals, those ceremonies, those ways of work, those internal, unwritten, sometimes rules, that if you manage to assimilate them, you will be very successful at implementing the services that you're asked to, to implement. So... Um, very often, my colleagues and our clients ask, why, why Valtech Insight? What does Insight mean? And uh, we, we realized that the way to transform is from the inside of the organizations. You get embedded, you get assimilated, you get absorbed, you get integrated in a way that, uh, that at some point you become unrecognizable while you're bringing all of the, the expertise and the methodology and the broader access to, to Valtech's network of, of, uh, of experience and, and, and knowledge, you do it in a way that is so effectively integrated into the day-to-day -day operations that, uh, that in essence, you become an insider and hence the name. So uh, I, I, I really like the name because of that. And, uh, and, and, and the message is you are truly in your client's house and you're allowing them to bring that excellence at scale that is so desirable. A great lot of information and advice there, Juan. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today and for taking everyone through that. And of course, we will make available all of the information, well, Juan's email address to start with, but also <laughs> some additional information that we have on the Valtech Inside offering and of course on Valtech in general. Thank you again. Speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. You've been listening to the latest transformation series from Valtech Cafe. Hit subscribe to get access to our whole back catalogue of conversations. And if you'd like to know more about what we do, why not visit us at valtech.com for all the details. Until next time, thanks for listening.